Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm Isaac. I'm Brandon. And I'm Caleb, and this is the King's Advocate Podcast. We're going to talk about gossip today, uh, but first we want to give a little disclaimer that we always give is we're not professionals. Uh, we're not scholars of the Bible, but we do our very best to study it out and uh, and define the meanings that are in the verses. And um, that's what we've done is we've looked at, at gossip for a while. Um, we've had some discussions about it, and we've pulled together a lot of verses that we want to talk about and uh, try to kind of build a definition of what gossip is and what corrupt communication looks like uh, and how gossip looks in the world today. So we're going to go through some different passages and try to kind of understand gossip a little bit better. And we're going to start off by talking about the kind of damage that gossip can do. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 16, verse 27 and 28. And Ryan, do you mind reading that? Yeah, no problem. Proverbs 16. Mm-hmm. What are the verses? 27 mean? and 28. Oh. <clears throat> An ungodly man diggeth up evil, and in his lips there is, a, there is as a burning fire. A froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief friends. So what I've seen and probably everyone has seen from gossip is that it damages people it damages people's relationships it damages people's reputations um it's usually how uh it's usually how rumors get started and i've been part of those i've been the uh, the victim of those i've gossiped and caused things like that um in my in my younger days but uh basically want to warn people against that and against the damage that it can do. Um, I mean, I can remember times in the church when a lot of us young people would get together and say things that we shouldn't, and then it would turn into something else that it wasn't supposed to be, and people would hear things that they weren't supposed to hear, or people's reputation would get damaged for something they didn't even do. And uh, it, it's kind of like the, the Bible describes, you know, bad communication like a fire. And uh, how these things like burn down buildings and burn down cities. I think that's a really accurate description of just how dangerous our words are, and it's absolutely, it's absolutely that case with gossip. Um, it says here in this verse that a froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth separateth chief friends. And that word whisperer there means a whisperer, a secret slanderer, or a detractor. And that word detractor in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary means to diminish the importance, value, or effectiveness of something. And archaically, it means to speak ill of. So people who are speaking ill of people, who are slandering behind their back, people who are whisperers, are basically how we would understand gossip. Um, there's a lot of different verses. We, we've only, we're only going to use some of them because it would take a, a long time to go over all of them. But uh, the word whisperer is used a lot in Proverbs. A lot in the Old Testament also uses words like backbiter, uh, which means a very similar thing, slanderer or backbiter, someone who's basically stabbing you in the back. Uh, but a lot of these words mean generally towards someone who's not around. Um, another verse I wanted to look at was Proverbs chapter 10, verses 18 through 21. Isaac, do you want to read that? <clears throat> sure. Proverbs 10, 18 through 21. Mm-hmm. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. 
The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked, the wicked, is worth little. And then the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want of wisdom. And when you look at like the, um, when you look at the, the difference, like the the contrast between somebody who tears down and and somebody who who builds up, he says, uh, the, the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want of wisdom. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think the I think nineteen and twenty are really good when we talk about this subject. So, in the multitude of words there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise, and then the tongue of the just is as choice silver. So, you know, he he makes this contrast between somebody who's just always talking, they they never stop talking, never really think about what they say, and then you you've got the the person who thinks about what they say, the person who restrains himself from saying every single single thing that cost, uh, crosses their mind, and then he, he says that. Uh, the tongue of the just is as choice silver. So you know, there's another there's another another uh, proverb where he talks about you know a, a word spoken a correct word spoken in the right moment is like apples of of gold or apples of silver. You know, as as destructive as gossip is, as 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 much as it can tear people down and ruin relationships and even uh, cause churches to split or stop meeting. Um, the, the the opposite is just as true. Uh, words that are spoken rightly, words that build each other up and and help us through temptation and, and get us through hard times in our life. Those are those words that we speak to one another when we when we use wisdom and, and discernment and judgment and speak them, they they draw us closer together. They make us stronger as brothers and brothers and sisters. They make our congregations stronger. They make, uh, I mean, they please God, which is the most important thing, but they make our relationships that much stronger. They make, uh, uh, the, the contrast is, is displayed all throughout Proverbs between somebody who's a gossiper, somebody who's a fool, somebody who tears down with his words, and somebody who, who builds up, somebody who refrains his lips, somebody who, you know, thinks about what they say, and then they say it, the right thing in the right moment, and it, it just makes all the difference. Something that kind of adds to that point is that Proverbs seventeen twenty eight says, Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. So even if you even if you don't know all the right things to say at, at that moment, it's counted wise towards you when you hold your peace, when you just don't say anything at all. Because then you're not just rambling on saying nothing and then later thinking, what in the world did I even say? Or why did I say the things I said? I know I've had those moments where I'll, I'll leave somewhere and... After I've been there for a long time, I'm like, did I really say that to that guy? <laughs> <laughs> when you get caught up, I feel like getting caught up in the moment, you know, whatever excitement or fun you're, you can sometimes just talk and talk and talk and, and you say things that you wouldn't normally say. And the Bible warns us to be, you know, careful about, about what we say because, I mean, it's just like that verse says, you know, in the multitude of words there wanteth not sin. I think that's, you know, a pretty good a pretty good warning for us to not just ramble on and on and on like we do during podcasts. <laughs> no, but but seriously, I mean, when when you just start talking and you're not really thinking about what you're saying and you're not you're not you're not judging your words, you're not weighing your words, you're much more likely to 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 commit sin and you're much more likely to gossip and you're much more likely to think back on on that occasion with with embarrassment rather than with uh, you know, rather than feeling glad you said what you did. You need to keep your guard up on what you're saying at all times, <clears throat> whether really whether you're with somebody or without somebody. 
And if you're talking to somebody, like you said, and you're just rambling on and on and on, and you're not really thinking about what you're saying, then whenever you <clears throat> do realize it, maybe you shouldn't be there at that moment in time if that person is wanting to talk about this stuff and you are not, you don't want to talk about it. In, in Matthew 12 and 36, but it says, when Jesus speaking here says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Um, I, I think that, um, you know, we, we don't think, we don't really think about what we're saying sometimes. And we think it's just like, you know, idle talk and it's not really a big deal. You're just, you're just passing time talking and you don't realize, you know, you, you may actually be wandering into, you know, a minefield essentially just you start talking about people and then it's easy to, it's easy to fall into gossip is, is really, is, is what I think Proverbs kind of teaches us. And what Jesus teaches us is that we need to be, we need to be really cautious about the words that we speak. Especially when uh, you get down to like the whole point of all of this is it's about your heart, you know, and you get to Ephesians four twenty nine through 32 and it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Which I think puts really nicely into words kind of all the stuff you were describing a minute ago, Ryan, about how using choice words and how dangerous bad words are, but how edifying and good... Uh, using those choice words are uh, like it talks about a lot in proverbs <clears throat> well sorry i don't i don't mean to cut you off so much or anything but i just think that this this set of verses gives so many compare and contrast situations because like so no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth that's a really broad definition because gossip is not corrupt communication like gossip is not all of corrupt communication there's other corrupt communication other than gossip Gossip is corrupt <clears throat> communication, but he says, you know, don't don't use corrupt communication, but that is good to the use of edifying. You know, grieve not the Holy Spirit. And then he talks about how, you know, let all let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and all that with all malice. And then he says, and instead, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And I think that, that word, you know, forgiving one another is is so key to what, to like as an antidote to gossip because a lot of gossip I think starts because your feelings are hurt and you want to vent, you know, quotation marks there about somebody else or you're jealous of somebody else and you want to put them down to make yourself feel better. And I feel like a lot of, a, a lot of the, the root of gossip is not forgiving each other and not loving each other the way that we should. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this verse just hits every single part of that in, in, you know, four verses. Yeah, speaking to what you were saying at the end there about how <clears throat> you you hear something and you want to tear somebody down. I think a lot of the times it's tempting when you hear information, uh, especially if it's someone you don't like or especially if you hear this information that someone did something or something was done to someone. It's a natural thing, albeit you know wrong. It's a natural thing to want to share that because it brings attention to you and it lifts you up you know it's a, a prideful selfish thing to do to take information especially damaging information that you've heard about someone and just go spread it to other people um look at how much better we are than this person yeah and there's a verse that i wanted to read about that it says in proverbs 26 20 through 22 
It says, where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no talebearer, the strife, strife ceaseth. As coals are to burning coals, and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. <clears throat> Which is a pretty harsh way of describing about how these people... Um, I mean, it's something that I think we've probably all done at one point is take a rumor that you heard or information that you heard about someone and go spread it to someone else that it, that information doesn't necessarily belong to. And that's really, really dangerous. And it can wound someone deeply yeah. uh, in the words of Proverbs. <clears throat> not to mention that that information might not be 100% accurate either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like. I mean, that's, I've seen that so, so many times where people take information that they think they know and they take it at face value and then they go give it to someone else. And it turns out that wasn't the case, you know, that wasn't even true. And now you've got a game of telephone going yeah, around. Because what they hear from you, yeah, they, if they told that to somebody else, then what they heard you say might not be hundred percent what they tell to that yeah. person and so forth and so forth like the game of telephone yeah i mean you you tell a person next to you and by the time it gets back around to the other side of the ring it's completely different maybe even opposite of what you started it as and then it makes that person look bad uh so we need to be careful that the information that we choose to share is true and be careful what we do with that information because you know if you hear something especially something private um you kind of have a duty when you have that information of what you're going to do with it well, okay, to add to your point, Caleb, so God commands us to to be honest people. He commands us to not lie to one another, not lie to, uh, you know, people outside in the world, obviously. But, you know, like, like Brandon was saying, a lot of the times we don't get the full story of, of what happens whenever you are, you know, uh, participating in gossip. You're not going to get every single thing about the story. Whoever's, if even if you get it firsthand from somebody involved with the situation, they're not going to tell you the whole story most likely. So, um, well, that's like, that's why measures like Matthew five and Matthew 18 are put in place where if you have a fault with your brother, go and reconcile with them. Or if your brother has a fault with you, go and talk to them alone. Don't involve other people until it gets to the point where you have to involve other people. Right. And, and because, you know, if you, if you're going around, if you're going around talking to other people about a problem you have, like if I go talk to Isaac about a problem I have with Caleb and I tell only my side of the story, then, and, and Isaac goes and he spreads it to Brandon and he only tells my side of the story, he's being, I mean, he's being partially a liar because there's two sides to every story. And, uh, it's, it's important that we don't take information that we don't know for sure is true. And even if we know for sure that it's true and you're just doing it to, to tear somebody down, then you're not you're not being pleasing to God because like you said Caleb I mean I I think I think gossip is a, is a a lot of a heart issue you know we've talked a lot about how there I, I think that there's a distinct difference between going to somebody going to a brother or sister for advice on how to deal and handle with a situ ha- handle a situation and deal with a situation than there is going to a brother or sister in the under the pretense of getting advice and really all you're doing is going to talk about somebody who's upset you. And I, I think that's why, you know, gossip is a hard issue. Not everybody's going to, you, you're not 100% of the time going to be able to say that is 100% gossip when, you know, you're going to somebody for advice, somebody you trust, somebody you you want their their opinion on how to fix this situation. Um, but, I mean, you can, you can 
you can say you're doing that and and go to be tearing them down and that's why that's why it's a hard issue you know yeah this is where our original disagreement came from was the right process to take when you need to go to someone for advice when you have a certain situation that you're looking into that you think needs to be fixed a situation that might not be able to be covered by love you there could likely be a situation like that where you need to go to someone for advice, someone wiser than you, someone who can help you. Um, and doing that in the right way, I think, is really important. I think that's something that should be stressed that, you know, there's a difference between, you know, going to your friend and say, hey, this guy did this thing to me, then going to an elder and say, listen, there's a person that's struggling with this. How do I help them? Um, which, for one, <clears throat> doesn't place any blame or bad reputation on a given person, and you can still get that advice that you need. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's case by case. It's a heart issue. You know, you have to consider what will this information do? Uh, what will this information that I'm giving out, how will it affect the person's reputation? Uh, how will it affect the person who I'm talking to? Um, and why am I doing it? Most you know, of all, why? Most of all, why am I doing this? Um, and I think there is a lot of things that happen that can be covered by love. You know, if it's something that happens to you, I don't think we always have to raise a fuss about it, you know. I think we need to train ourselves and temper ourselves that if something happens to us, we need to sometimes be willing to just let that go and forgive it and forget it. But there are some cases <clears throat> where some things are just going to bother you and some things are going to get into your heart and you have to do something about it. Um, Otherwise you cause bitter bitterness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't let it become bitterness. But if you can, let it go, you know. So there's, there's cases where you have to go to someone, but there's a right and wrong way to yeah, do it. Yeah, I mean, if somebody gives you an angry look at church, you you, can, you consider an angry, angry look, then I don't think you... I mean, I, I, can't, <clears throat> I can't judge your heart. I can't tell you what you should and shouldn't do. But I feel like, you know, if you've got cases where, where something has happened and it's really not that big of a deal. And I feel like you should be willing to let that go. You should be willing... If you're not planning on ever going to that person and talking to them about it because it didn't really bother you, but you just want to mention it to somebody else just, just because, mm-hmm. then you probably shouldn't do that. I mean... That's where I think a lot of the... Um, I think that's where a lot of the times we will tell ourselves in our mind that we're just going to someone for advice or something, but what we're doing is venting and complaining. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Bible talks about that too. Um, there's a, a verse that says, like, do all things without grumblings and murmurings. It's Philippians 4 and 12. Philippians, ah, oh, there it is. It's <laughs> 2, 14 and 15. <laughs> so, and that's another point that can be said is, you know, why am I doing this? Um, I think a, an excuse that we can make to ourselves a lot of time is that we're going to someone for advice, but in our heart, what we want is to vent and complain and get that off of our chest. Uh, in Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, it says, Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. You're not really showing your light, and you're doing things with murmurings and complaining, or grumblings and complainings. If you're going to someone, um, other than the person who's at fault, or the person who's included in the problem, if you're just going to someone outside of that and and just venting to that person and getting that off your chest, that's not the proper process. You know, we know the Bible says, if you have a problem with someone, go between thee and him alone and talk about it. And if he listens, you've gained your brother. <clears throat> so there's a there's a right and wrong process to all of it, but it truly comes down to your heart, whether you're doing it for you or to solve the problem. Um, I've been going through marriage counseling with Sydney, uh, 
And the elders at Sooner, okay, I say the elders. Brother Terry Lewis, one of the elders at Sooner East, has been very helpful in explaining a lot of things to us. Uh, and one of the things he tells us about solving problems is how that you need to make sure you're fighting the problem and not the person. And I think that a lot of the times in our relationships, especially with people that were around a lot, we will fight the person instead of the problem. And you can easily do that and you can easily raise, raise um, strife. You know, when you go behind someone's back and you're complaining about someone. Um, I mean, I've had examples in my life where I did that, where I complained about someone and that went other places and it came back around and hurt that person. Um, you, you just never know what that information is going to do or where it's going to go. And the Bible says don't do it. Yeah, I think that... Uh... Uh, part of the problem is that we don't really, we are afraid to try God's way. Like, we are afraid to go to the person who hurt our feelings and say, you hurt me and I want to talk about it. Because we feel like that would be awkward or maybe we, we think in our head, well, this isn't really a big deal. It shouldn't have hurt my feelings. But if it did, I mean, and and you, the choice is between gossiping and, and you know, causing more trouble or going to that person and, and fixing the problem... Go fix the problem. I mean, God's word works, and God's way works. And and when we refuse to to take the prescribed steps that he has given us to fix our relationships, we are telling him we don't trust him. That's what we're doing, is we're saying, God, I don't trust that your way works. I want to do it my way. And when we do that, and we're, we're, we're displaying our lack of faith in God's word. Well, there, there's even a story... Uh, similar that you reminded me of that there was a guy who came to a prophet because he had leprosy and he asked the prophet what do I need to do to get rid of this leprosy he said just go dip in the Jordan River seven times oh, yeah. and he went away he was like why in the world would I do that why would I dip in the river Jordan seven times are there other rivers I could do that in what's so significant about the number seven and just you know he wouldn't do it for whatever reason and his servant came to him and was like would you have done it if he asked you to do anything else like something spectacular why would you not do this thing because this seems a lot easier than what could have been done. Mm. And then when he fa- he found out that when he actually did what the prophet told him to, it worked. It's surprising how often God's word works in our lives when we actually choose to follow it. I mean... Which it shouldn't be that surprising. It shouldn't it be surprising to us, but it, but it is. I mean, we, we just, we don't want to follow his word. We don't want to follow what he tells us to do. And then we wonder, why is this not working? Why are our relationships not being fixed? Why is my life the way that it is? It's because we don't follow God's word. And and I think it is, I, I, I don't want to come off as like high and mighty as, you know, I always do this and I'm really good about it. I've been scared to do it too. And I still have to, to, to work on it, you know, and, and ask myself, okay, do I really need to go to this person? Can my love cover it? Or... Or am I just trying to, to, you know, gossip about this person because I'm upset? And I, I think really that when we when we look at gossip and when we look at the root cause of gossip, I really think that, you know, it, it it's uh, it's pride and, you know, hurt feelings and um, kind of fear. Fear and, and I think jealousy is a big part of why people gossip too. Yeah, yeah. I think people gossip when they're jealous a lot. I think people gossip when they're Feelings are hurt a lot, and I think people gossip because of, of pride a lot. Going back to that point that you were talking about just a minute ago, Ryan, about uh, letting love cover it, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 9 says, He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. So it's really important that 
you know, in, in any given situ- situation or circumstance that we can cover that transgression. Um, if it's possible, if we have that ability to let our love cover it, absolutely is the best route that we can take. Especially, you know, <clears throat> and I'll just bring this up. The thing that we disagreed on originally was whether or not it's okay to take, you know, a matter that you heard about or something that happened to you and take that to your spouse and just talk to them about it and say, hey, this happened to me with this person and it really hurt me. And <clears throat> we're not going to really go deeply into that because I think, you know, it's something that you need to decide for yourself. But the conclusion that we came to was that it depends on what's in your heart. And, you know, if someone does something to you at work or another Christian does something to you that bothers you, did it bother you so much that it's affecting your relationship with that person and you need to go to your spouse and say, hey, this happened between me and this person. What should I do? What's the best course of action to take? Or is it just something small that upset you and you can let that go. You know, you don't have to bring someone else into it. It's not always a bad thing, but, you know, you have to do it the right way and it is absolutely about what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, You also have to make sure that whenever you go to a person to... Um, tell them something, whether you, you, if you genuinely need help and assistance on what to do, you also need to have trust and to know whether it'll affect that person, mm-hmm. how it'll affect that person, because you don't, you certainly don't want to go up to somebody and genuinely need help and ask for help. But by asking help and telling them what happened, that affects the way that they think on this person as well. Yeah. And you don't want them to be thinking things that they shouldn't be thinking. Yeah, I think that's why, you know, like, if you're going to go to somebody and you, I think, you know, talking to, like, your spouse or your, your like, your elders, I feel like, are the safest options. Mm-hmm. I mean, your elder is probably the safest option because they're not, they're not a partial judge. They, they are there to watch over the flock, and that is you and whoever else you're having a problem with. They mm-hmm. are, you know, I think, I feel like that's probably the safest situation you can be in. Your spouse is obviously going to be a little biased towards you, but I don't think that means that, I don't think that means you can, you can't ask them for advice. I just think a lot of it is, I mean, it is case by case and it is, it is a heart issue, but I, I tend to think of it, you know, in the manner of it's better safe than sorry. Mm -hmm. It is better to err on the side of caution and try to just let something go or, you know, just go talk to the person and, and not ask for advice than it is to potentially, you know, be a backbiter, be a gossiper, cause division, you know. And, you know, if you need to, like, I don't, I don't think it, in my opinion, my belief, I don't think it's at all wrong to go to your spouse and say, Hey, you know, I'm having a problem with this person. So I'm going to go talk to him. You know, if you don't think that you need to include other people, you don't have to say, Hey, this person did this thing to me. I'm going to go talk to him about it. You could say, Hey, you know, I'm having a little bit of trouble with this person. And again, like I said, this is, you know, Take it up based on your heart and, and study it out and do what you think is best. Um, but there's just so many. You have to be really careful. And one of the things that I wanted to point out as we close, just to kind of strengthen the point, uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 29 and 30. The reason that you should be so, so careful about what you do with the information that you have and about the things that you've heard about people and the things that have been done to you and the words that you use to fix those situations um, are so, so heavy. They're so much heavier than we realize. Because I feel like a lot of time in these kind of situations, we think it's not that big a deal, you know? 
we belittle the value of it and the danger of it. <clears throat> Romans chapter 1, 29 and 30 says, Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. <clears throat> so it lists these whisperers and backbiters right along with murderers and haters of God, um, which adds all the weight that you could need to understand the gravity of the situation. Uh, so weigh that against your decision on what you're going to do next time you have a situation like this or next time something's done to you or you hear something that uh, isn't necessarily information you should be spreading around. Think about how dangerous it is and how the words you should be using should be lifting people up and not breaking people down and, and how the words you use could damage people and their reputation. Uh, and, and, I mean, nothing is worth, you know, your relationship with God. But mm -hmm. what a silly thing to let stand between us and our relationship with God. You know, what a worthless thing. God says that even if you if, if you were to gain the whole world and lose your soul, you've profited nothing. Yeah. I mean, this is this gains us nothing. And there's an example of that in the story of uh, the unforgiving servant, you know, it relates 10,000 talents or, you know, a billion dollars is kind of a similar comparison today. Huge, huge debt. And that's our debt of sin towards God. And then when we get to the part where it's talking about the servant not forgiving the fellow servant, uh, he only owed him like, I think it was 100, 100 pence, pence. 100, yeah, 100 pence, I think, which equals, I think, two or three dollars in today's money. So, I think it kind of makes that point that the sins we have between each other are nothing in comparison uh, to how heavy and how serious sin is against the Almighty God. You know, and we look at those sins that we've committed against each other and they're nothing. And sometimes we're not willing to let those go or forgive those. And God's saying, I'll forgive you if you'll forgive your brothers and sisters. And it's about love. You know, he gave that love to us first. So we should be willing to put that on other people and give that back to other people. Uh, so that's kind of what we have on gossip. If, if anybody has uh, comments or, you know, something maybe we overlooked, I would love to, to hear from our listeners so that we can, you know, broaden our perspe perspective if, if you have something that would, you, uh, you want to say or, or, or something that we could mention on a, on a later show or address on another show. So yeah, we encourage that. Yeah, we, we, that was one of the things we had in mind when we started this was that Oh, yeah, and you can message us on, like, uh, Instagram at the King's Advocate Podcast and on Facebook at the King's Advocate Podcast. Uh, and we also have an email that I don't know. What's our email? TKAPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, it's yeah. in the description of all of our uh, YouTube videos. I think it's also on the Facebook page. Like, there's a direct link to send email to us. So if you, if you have a Facebook account, please go look at that and find a way to contact us. If you have any, you know, that was one of the things we had in mind when we first started this podcast was we wanted people to interact with us and say, hey, you know, this is something I've been thinking about. Will you guys, you know, talk about it? And uh, it's, it's just something we had in mind was biblical discussion and getting involved with each other and with the Bible, uh, which is kind of, you know, the whole point of this. So if you have anything that if you'd like to hear about uh, something you've been thinking about, please do contact us. Um, but yeah, we're... Also looking at bringing on some, uh, possibly some evangelists, uh, some leaders in the church who, who might have some wise words to share with us all. So uh, look forward to that in the coming weeks. 
If there's nothing else, I'm Caleb. I'm Brandon. I'm Isaac. And I'm Ryan. And we are the King's Advocate Podcast signing off.